0: Good day, and welcome to What's Happening MoCo, a podcast from your award-winning government television station, County Cable Montgomery. Now, here's your host, Derek Kenny. What are some tips for home ownership in the country? What is the state of African-American home ownership? And what are some of the obstacles that African-Americans have faced over the years? All this and more on this episode of What's Happening MoCo. Today we have Nichelle Hagens. She's the president of GMAR, an organization of African-American realtors. Nichelle, how are you today?
1: I'm well, and thank you.
0: Tell us a little bit about what you do as president of GMAR, and specifically, what, what is GMAR?
1: Yes, you know what, and I, if I can, if I may, I wanted to just back up and just um, share who I am and also give some uh, thanks for this opportunity. Oh, well, you're quite welcome. Um, thank you. My name is Nichelle McDuffie-Hagans, and okay. I'm the owner and principal broker of KTKG and Associates Real Estate Brokerage, as well as KTKG and Associates Real Estate Academy. All right. Additionally, I am the president and CEO of the Greater Metropolitan Association of Realtors Incorporated, also known as GMAR. Right. And we are elated that... You all decided that everybody decided to come and listen in to this podcast. Wow. Uh, GMAR is optimistic and excited about our partnership with the Montgomery County Office of Human Rights. And thank you, Mr. Stowe, for this opportunity. Right. And, on behalf- and she's uh-huh. mentioning
0: Stowe, Mr. Jim Stowe, who is the director of the Office of Human Rights, right? Yes, all yes.
1: Right. And um, um, I'm really excited about the, the programs that we are going to collaborate with as well fantastic
0: yes. hey let me just jump in here real quick. One of the things we like to do is teach people about things that they may not know about about uh, entities and government, and you mentioned real tests, and I know many people may have an idea of what a real tour is, but what is a real test and and why is that significant
1: yes well I'm going to start with its origin, um, and that's about NARAB. Have you heard of NARAB? No, I haven't.
0: What is NARAB?
1: NARAB is the National Association of Real Estate Brokers, also known as NARAB. That's N-A-R-E-B. It was founded in Tampa, Florida 76 years ago um, in 1947 by one woman and 11 men from seven states across the nation. It is a trademark association association uniting all of its real estate professional members under one trademark name, Realtis, That's R-E-A-L-T-I-S-T. Ooh. And the necessity to establish this association was the result of blacks not being able to join the National Association of Realtors, Whoa. also known as NAR. And NARAB is an equal opportunity and civil rights organization for African-American real estate professionals, consumers, and communities in America. The purpose of NARAB is to enhance the economic improvements of its members, the community at large, and the community which it serves. And although NARAB is composed principally of African-Americans, the Realtors Organization embraces all qualified real estate practitioners who are committed to achieving our vision of democracy and housing.
0: Oh, wow, wow. It seems like um, the the inequalities of an era gave birth to GMAR and of the other organization. Um, what are some of the inequalities that African-Americans faced um, as consumers, not um, just as professional real realtists?
1: So as consumers, are we talking, to, you want to go back? Yeah, let's go back. Let's go about... back. It's Black
0: History Month. Let's go back <laughs> and talk about what the challenges were for maybe some of our forefathers, our, our parents, maybe our grandparents um, uh, across the country or even in Montgomery County, Maryland.
1: Okay, well, I can share a couple. Um, When you know, after emancipation, um, there were many challenges. Um, After blacks received their freedom here in America, they went out and they they bought land. They cultivated the land. They farmed on the land. They bought their homes, and um, then there were black codes that were imposed. Oh,
0: whoa!
1: Yeah, black codes, and so. Um it became illegal for black men to own land, and you know back then men were the only ones that owned land okay um so black men, it was against the law. The black code stated that if black men um owned land and farm their own land, they would be charged with vagrancy and um you know, taken off to prison oh no and uh, and often, white. Landowners, landowners would come, and they would uh, pay the fee to, you know, have them released, and then they would have to work off that fee working on their land. Oh wow! So, you know, those are that. That's one example. Okay. Um, I can also uh, share with you mm-hmm. a personal um example of <laughs> hardships in being homeowners. But my maternal um family, my maternal Uh, family, I guess you would say, Mm -hmm. um, owned land in North Carolina in a small town. And uh, my great-grandmother was one of 12. So it was 15, mother and father, two. So um, they lived in a small town. They bought land. They cultivated the land. They built their home. And um, a white person came and coveted what they had and decided that they wanted to have it. And back then what typically happened was if somebody wanted it, they would just take it. And so um, there are many stories similar to this. But in our case, my family had to pick up and leave, and they actually stayed in the same town. And a lot of times people migrate and they move because other tragedies happen too, along with their land being taken from them. Um, uh, My family was able to um, buy a land further down, I guess the road of peace it's Mm -hmm. called. And they uh, built um, their home and cultivated land again. So they were able to start over again. Um, And also, I also say that, you know, my family was very, um, very much engrossed in understanding the importance of what home, what land ownership meant Mm -hmm. that, Believe it or not, we still own that land today. And my um, my great-grandmother married someone who was um, a landowner as well, and we still own. So combined, we have over 77 acres in North oh, Carolina. Whoa.
0: Okay, so yeah, talking so. about uh, land ownership, home ownership, that's a happy ending to the story of your family. Um, for many families, African-American families or families of other um, ethnicities across the country, um, many years ago, and hopefully not any longer, there were practices uh, such as redlining that um, hampered their ability to own homes uh, through not only restricting what homes they had access to buying, but also the access to uh, financing. Correct. What What can you tell us more about uh, redlining and historically what that meant and how that affected um, families in the country?
1: Redlining is something, I mean, we often see the um afterfacts of that now with um gentrification. Now, um there are some um areas right here and, um really you can see a lot of them in DC mm-hmm. where um a lot of people didn't have the resources mm-hmm. to um rehabilitate their homes. So, you know, the homes that are dilapidated or the ones that need or are in disrepair mm-hmm. um, people w- will be more apt to move out to receive money because they didn't have the resources or the tools to move forward, to repair their homes. I mean, most people would like to stay where they are, you know, or age in place, if you will, mm-hmm. if they had the resources to do so. And I'm find. I mean, we find that a lot of people, instead of doing that, they get a little cash, and the house is in disrepair, they move somewhere else, and then that house sells for three or four times more than what they were purchased for. Mm-hmm. So redlining, redlining um, how that impact that precisely is not being able to get the loans mm-hmm. to do the work, to stay in their homes. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that, that is definitely one way that it was impacted. Yeah.
0: Oh, so fast forward to today. There's um, laws in place to help ensure that all Americans, uh, ideally, are able to have equal access to financing and to purchasing properties. And there's also, in addition to laws, there's organizations uh, like yours that help Mm -hmm. professionals that sell homes, but also families that want to purchase homes. What can you tell us about what uh, GMAR is doing um, to help home ownership um, for African Americans and all Americans?
1: Okay, well, um, if I can just share some more information, give you a little bit more background mm. on um Sheba report. Okay, um, the Naevrab Sheba report is it's been ten years in review. It's an entire decade of data consistently, you know, being produced. Um, it it has become an industry st- standard. Um, the term Sheba. Mm-hmm. That's S-H-I-B-A. Is the acronym, and, and, and it represents NARAP's focus, and it's the State of Housing in Black America. Oh, okay. And, again, we're celebrating our 10th anniversary of mm-hmm. releasing this report. And the 2023 State of Housing in Black America provides one of the most comprehensive and annual data available on the status of black homeownership in America. Um, It serves as a beacon um, for NARAB and Mm -hmm. for the nation. Um, It offers an analysis of the current economic environment, together with a list of obstacles that blacks face on their way to becoming homeowners. Mm -hmm. Um, And in the words of our NARAB president, Dr. uh, Courtney Johnson-Rose, the Sheba Report provides the organization with a roadmap on what areas we must address to increase black homeownership and wealth.
0: Oh, wow. So, so there's still challenges to um, African-American black home ownership in the country. And there is a report that actually details what the state is um, for of those um, that access or what that dynamic is. So can I ask you, what is the state of um, African-American home ownership?
1: Absolutely. Um, I can share, you know, this is a very comprehensive report, Mm -hmm. but I can share with you some of the bullet points of the things that they address. Okay. And then I could also share with you what the statistics are for here in Maryland and Montgomery County.
0: Oh, please do. Okay.
1: Okay. All right. So, um, the areas of focus for the Sheba report, 2023, it talks about the black wages and wealth. Mm -hmm. It talks about housing affordability in 2022. It examines those things. Inadequate housing supply is another look. Uh Um, the housing market in 2023 and beyond, uh, Climate change and how that impacts black homeownership. You know, um, recent NARAB successes in increasing black homeownership is also in this report and NARAB's policies, priorities, and recommendations. And lastly, the 2022 home mortgage disclosure act data. So with that data, they compile, you know, what are some of the issues of uh, denials of loans, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just the rates, all of those things that tell us a, more, a, a better picture of what homeownership looks like, who was denied, why were they denied, you mm-hmm. know, or is there any explanation for denial? Uh-huh. And so there is a deep dive into all of those topics. Um, one of the things that I also wanted to, um, well, let me. Keep to, going with keep, that.
0: Let's go let's go, let's go. let's go. Let's go. Let's go all the way in. Let's go all the way in. You want to find out about this awesome report? Um it's, it's sharing a lot of good information. Um it's providing the industry, not just um consumers, but the whole industry mm-hmm. as to some of the challenges um being faced. And this is a uh, economic issue as well because you're in, in some ways you're you're stopping the sale of homes mm-hmm. um to qualified buyers. So give us some more of what's, what's happening with this report.
1: Okay. Well, also it talks about loan applications and mm-hmm. originations by race and ethnicity. Okay. And if I will, I can share some of those statistics that they have. We, we love stats. Okay. Well, in, 2000, in 2022, the volume of home mortgage applications for the purchase of single-family homes declined nearly a million compared to 2021, oh, wow. reversing the growth trend of the previous three years. Similarly, loan originations decreased by 20% between 2022 and 2021.
0: Okay, One moment. Mm-hmm. Now, what's what's loan originations? What does that mean?
1: That means when after you do your loan application mm-hmm. and then uh, you apply, you found the property. Yeah. And now you're ready to apply for that loan, secure that loan to purchase that home. That okay. house. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So the, the volumes of. Both applications and originations declined across all reth- racial and ethnic groups, especially among white prospective home buyers. Among black, lo- Latinos, and Asians, the number of applications uh, more than doubled since 2008 um, foreclosure crisis. Um, but when the market collapsed due to the dramatic house price bubble mm-hmm. that it created um, during the 2000s um, for blacks, both the number of applications and the number of originations were 2.4 times larger in 2022 than they were in 2009. Oh, wow. So also um, for whites, both number of applications and the number of originations were approximately 1.5 times larger in 2022 than they were in 2009. So if I, Take it down a little further so you can understand a little more about this. A black borrower's share um, of the total loan originations increased from 6% in 2008 and to 8% in 2022. And despite this slight increase in the share of total loans to black applicants since 2021, blacks remain proportionately underrepresented among buyers, I mean borrowers, excuse me. So this share is still well below the 12% proportion of black households as a percentage total in U.S. households.
0: Wow, okay. So there's still a need for um, mechanisms or um, support or resources to help increase African-American home ownership.
1: Absolutely. What
0: what can individuals, what can African-Americans that want to buy a home do? to improve their chances to purchase a home. What are some of the tips? We love tips here, giving advice on um, how to, mm-hmm. what are some of the ways that um, people that want to become homeowners can prepare themselves to be homeowners, to buy their first home or their second home, or to even, as you spoke about earlier, to be able to refinance and improve the condition of their own.
1: Mm-hmm. I, th- well, one thing is we're having a building black wealth tour mm-hmm. and it is, um, well, through NARAB. Um it's going to be what um, we well, the event is going to be in a hundred cities, and it will be right here in our area as well. Um, and you can go to gmarrealtors dot com to find out more the particulars and the information. But it will be on April thirteenth. That's a Saturday, and um, in this building, Black Wealth Tour. This is one of the solutions. Um, to our Sheba report as well. This is the vision of our current president, Dr. Courtney Johnson Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, and what it will provide is education for, uh, the community about how to purchase, how to find money. Um, it will be one-on-one counseling with realtists, also with attorneys, and with housing counselors, HUD-certified oh, wow. HUD housing counselors. Yeah. So we're going to get people prepared and ready to purchase, giving them the armor, the information that they need in order to make informed decisions about uh, real estate.
0: Right. And yeah. this is going to be an in-person tour? This is an in
1: in-person, in-person, absolutely. Right.
0: And how do we get more information about that
1: again? Again, you go to www.gmarrealtists, mm-hmm. that's G-M-A-R, R e a l t i s t dot com.
0: Oh wow, wow! And speaking of tours and movements, we'll take a break right now to talk about the love bus. I want to call it the love bus. Uh, Montgomery County Department of Transportation has a bus decked out for to celebrate the month of love, or the month where we celebrate Valentine's Day. And we have a special representative from the Department of Transportation to talk a little bit more about that. So throughout the month of February. In Montgomery County, Maryland, you can find these buses that are filled with love uh, to check out. So here we go.
2: But throughout the year, we promote the Flash bus line um, with a holiday theme. In the winter, you saw the Flashlights campaign. Now that it's coming up on Valentine's Day, we're doing the Valentine's Day promotion for Flash. where We have five decorated buses for the month of February. Uh, the fare is a dollar. Kids and seniors still ride free. On Valentine's Day itself, we're going to have a customer and driver appreciation event with teams visiting our corridor at the different Flash stops, giving out Flash-branded chocolate bars to the bus operators and riders. We're also doing a social media contest now through Valentine's Day where residents can post or repost one of our Flash Valentine buses, tagging at MCDOT now and a, and a friend. Both the sender and the person tagged will be entered into the raffle to win a $50 Visa gift card. Winners will be posted on our social media sites at 5 p.m. on Valentine's Day. The Flash is really a great way to explore the U.S. 29 corridor. You can visit shopping centers in downtown Silver Spring, Woodmore, White Oak, and Burtonsville. You can go ice skating at Veterans Plaza. There are entertainment options like the Fillmore, the AFI Theater, uh, and other theaters along the line. The service operates seven days a week from 5.30 a.m. to just before midnight provides really fast service between Silver Spring and the ups, upper part of the East County. So we have five of the buses val, uh, decorated for Valentine's Day, and they're going to remain decorated throughout the month. Uh, we have illuminated hearts on the sides of the buses and Valentine's stickers inside. And we really hope people enjoy these buses and participate in the social media campaign. So you can find us on Facebook, X, Instagram, and Threads. And our handle is at now. Uh, so please take advantage of that. And hopefully one of you will be the lucky winner uh, in the drawing that happens on Valentine's Day.
1: All
0: right. So you learned a bit about the Love Bus and now we're back and we're going to learn a few tips about home ownership from the show.
1: Thank you, Derek. Um, yes. Well, tips for home buying. First of all, just cut all the noise and let's get some tips on how to really become a homeowner. You, you need to make sure that you're aware of what your credit score is. Mm-hmm. Um, after you find out what your, hair, your, your credit score is, sometimes you may need to do some work. And if you have to do some work, I'll just throw out one little nugget here. Okay. understand that if you have debt, if you have credit cards, mm-hmm. um, you want to just leave 10% um, of that credit used. The rest of it, you need to pay it off. That will definitely increase your credit score. Mm -hmm. Um, but you don't want to just cut them off. Don't just close your accounts, but just leave 10% on and, and keep that going. And that will help to raise your, your credit score. You also want to talk to a loan officer. You want to get pre pre pre-qualified. And what I will also say Is, you know, if that seems too scary, you don't know who to talk to. We have um, a HUD certified counseling agency called NID, Housing Counseling Agency, DMV, where we have HUD certified housing counselors that will take you through the process. We offer pre-purchase and post-purchase workshops that will give you everything you need to know in order to make this a success and become a homeowner.
0: Awesome. Now, what is the cost for that type of service?
1: For the, for the workshops. All you gotta do is sign up.
0: Oh, wow. So free. That's one one thing we like to see. (laughs) Like free resources available to residents of Montgomery County, Maryland Uh, is incredible. That is incredible. Thank you so much for being here today and sharing so much information. What else would you like to share about what's coming up?
1: Yes, GMAR is celebrating their fourth anniversary, and for our fourth anniversary, we will be um, having a red carpet gala, Oh, okay. and we are so excited because we partnered with UNCF, that's the United Negro College Fund, and we've co-branded a scholarship that will provide scholarships to full-time juniors and seniors for um, and they will just have to have a real estate related degree, mm-hmm. and they have to attend an HBCU. Okay. And so, um, our uh, gala is scheduled for Saturday, March sixteenth, twenty twenty-four, from five to ten at the Black Rock Center for the Arts.
0: Oh, wonderful, wonderful! All right. Now, if people have um, questions about realtors or about some of the challenges historically facing african-american home ownership or even contemporary wealth the report is there an email address or a phone number where people can reach out to you specifically
1: absolutely and i did want to share that if mm-hmm. if people want to see more information or just get a copy mm-hmm. of NAREB's sheba report 2023 you would go to www.nareb.com and we are a local Um, GMAR is a local, um, board of NARAB. And if you're interested in finding out more about our local board, you can go to www.gmarrealtist.com. Or you can call 240-440-1592.
0: Oh, thank you so much for being here, for sharing so much good information. Uh, And that's what's happening MoCo. African-American home ownership is on the rise, but it has a long way to go to be proportionately even with our peers across other ethnic groups. Thanks for listening and please subscribe.